welcome to our latest edition of the Meep Chronicles Sports Podcast Talk Good Game. I'm Fergal Lynch and as usual I'm joined in the studio here, our beautiful surrounds, by the wonderful Mr. Jimmy Gagan. Jimmy, Jimmy, very welcome. Fergal, thanks very much. Yes, how are you? What a welcome. <laughs> you know, what a welcome. Yes, we, it was. Uh, we are a little bit later um, recording this this week, so uh, and it's probably late enough on Monday evening at this stage. Mm. Um, we're probably ready for home, <laughs> get out of the office at this stage, but we do have a little bit of housework to do, which is the podcast, and uh, it's it's half an hour to quarters of an hour that we generally enjoy doing every week Jimmy it's, ah, yeah, it gives so we, us we chat about all sorts of things we, we, we agree on some things but we disagree on a lot of things too Fergal yeah, but well, uh, debate is good isn't it it's just good to get away from the uh, the keyboard for a little while and, and natter about sport rather than be trying to make sense within our heads and and Poor grammar and bad, well, bad I, spelling and stuff like that. It's good to get away from that. I'd hope we'd be able to tackle the the uh, the, the big issues of the day. Exactly, you know, Jimmy. There's, there's plenty of those. Um, no, I'm, I'm I'm not sure if the listeners are aware. Uh, every week, we in the Me Chronicle, we actually do. Um, we we present a team of the week for the yeah. games that were on that week, and uh, but generally when we record the podcast a little bit earlier in the day, we don't have the team of the week selected normally by that stage. But because it's later now on Monday evening, we actually have the team of the week picked. So we'll we'll run through that later on. Um, as we said, there was plenty of football action on at the weekend. A, a monumental amount of games between uh, four senior quarterfinals four intermediate quarterfinals uh, relegation battles at senior intermediate junior two junior quarterfinals uh, premier football division one final um, tons of games ladies football quarterfinals were on as well and, and there there's I think the 14 quarterfinals in the ladies football championships there was seemingly there was a junior finals on in the Camogie junior A and junior B unfortunately none of the clubs have supplied any information to us we also didn't know the finals were on so you know we make an appeal from the outset here to PROs that we are here to publish reports and print reports I know it's great to have them on your own Facebook pages and on your own Twitter feeds and that but in 20 years time when the girls have played in those junior camogie finals or intermediate or senior camogie finals want to look back on a little bit of history and and see how their teams got on you know in 20 years time they want to look back you won't find that stuff on facebook so it's 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 your or twitter or instagram or snapchat or whatever bebo or myspace or any of those uh, sources of social media you will have to go to um your websites or tra- or trawl through your local newspapers to find that information and hopefully um PROs will just maybe take that on board and send in match reports into us. We're happy enough to print them. It's extra work for us, but we're happy enough to do it. Yeah, PROs of course have a, a crucial role to play in any club. Now a lot of a lot of PROs uh, put their information up, match reports on the, on the website, but um, you know it's 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 no harm to spread it around. If if young players are performing very well, they should be. Uh, praise for that and, and noted for that and uh, you know it, it helps players as well in their careers so you know yeah well just, you know publicity, just for, publicity doesn't hurt does it Fergal no absolutely not so you know just for example Ratote played Kiltail in a junior A camogie final at the weekend Ratote 4-6 Kiltail 2-6 but no report has come in so you know in, in 10 years time the girls that played that to them the girls that played in that junior A final 
to them, that's their All-Ireland final. That's going to be one of the proudest days, one of the greatest days in their sporting career. Uh, mm. You know, it mightn't be, it mightn't mean a whole lot to anybody else outside of Rototo Kiltail. But to play in a junior Camogie final is a, is a marvellous achievement. But not to have it recorded anywhere uh, for posterity and, and to look back at it in 10, 15, 20 years' time when you're no longer able to kick a ball or hit a hurl or strike a slit or, or anything like that. It's a little bit... It's something they'll regret in time to come. I read oh, absolutely. It I, I love looking in the Irish newspaper archives is where you can Irish just... Irish archives, yeah. Yeah, you, 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 the newspapers, you go, you go in and you just go back, for, you know, any year, you can look back. I could spend hours doing that. And, uh, you know, it's it's brilliant to relive matches that you're at or maybe played in played in a few, fair good ones to one or one or two, you know. So, yeah, yeah, well, that's um, it, you know. So it's, it's something to, you know, to, to uh, if you know somebody to look back. It's, 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 it's like there. a lot of sports people just... The enjoyment of sport is nearly the reflection on it when you're no longer able to do it, if that makes sense. You know, when, yeah. when you are reach our age and you're looking back and, OK, we played at a very, very low level. But for us to look back and see some of the lads you played football with, I look back at underage teams that I played on and with superstars of the game that went on to play for county and for country and like I obviously I'm from Trim. So, you know, I played underage football and, and football with you know, international footballers like uh, Gaelic and soccer, Darren Fay, Brendan Murphy played football with them boys, Joe Ty went on and played for Mead and uh, you know, it's just to have those memories and they're they're in Mead Chronicles down through the years. But <laughs> there's lads playing now at, at underage and uh, or even as we said, those girls in that junior A camogie final that you know, we we had no information that the final was on. Uh, I think something might have came through on Wednesday or Thursday, but you, we need to have to give those, those these games the credit they deserve, and to give them the preview they need before the final, and also give them the match reports and photographs that mm. uh, they'll have forever. But did you not get a trial with the Irish schools or something like that as a goalkeeper uh, in soccer or something? Oh, very very poor. Uh, memory there Jimmy that was an, an Irish, Irish colleges. colleges team many 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 years ago yeah uh, but uh, I uh, it just didn't quite I, make it we might I, I dwell on that I gotta too try, much I got a try with uh, me minors <laughs> yeah, minor yeah, footballers yeah. yeah we mightn't dwell on that one too much um, that was in college days alright which uh, there were more important things going on I'm afraid in, in life at, at that stage but um, yeah so look we just encourage PROs maybe we that was just a bit of a tangent that went off and I wasn't planning on, on going off on that tangent at the start but when there is, what, there is a huge amount of sport like we covered 11 games this weekend uh, between myself yourself um, and we had the help of course from Sean Wall who helps us out and uh, Davy Rispin from We Are Mead who's, uh, who's really proven to be a, an excellent sports journalist both uh, on the airwaves on, on their own brilliant podcast the We Are Mead podcast and also um, he, he's now been helping out in LMFM as well doing commentary you know so to have resources like Sean and Davey available to us uh, for myself and yourself to be able to ask to give us a handout it's great to be able to to get out to as many games as we can and we got out to 11 games this weekend Jimmy <coughs> excuse me I'll just have a quick rundown through the results um, starting in the Senior Football Championship the quarterfinals were Nafina 1-10 trim 10 points Wolf Tones 11 points Gail Colin Kill 9 Retote 3-8 Manalvi 10 points Summerhill 2-19 Screen 8 points so there was a 
you know, I won't linger on the Nafina trim game for too long. Disappointment for my own club there, but um, kicked 19 wides and dropped three or four efforts short. And, and really, you know, Nafina were, were economical with their chances. They had only four or five wides and they were very uh, professional and, and uh, clinical in their approach. They knew, they took their scores, they rarely wasted any opportunities. And even though they were down to 14 men early in the second half, they they got the goal that put them um, a point ahead or two points ahead, and they managed to manage the game to the finish line, and uh, picked up the win there to, to advance to a semi final, where they'll play with Tote. Gail Colin Kill actually found themselves in a similar situation, absolutely pulsating game as we thought it might be. Jimmy, we were saying last week in the preview, Wolf Tones Gail Colin Kill was the game not to be missed. Bit of a slow burner, a bit like two big heavyweights slugging it out in the early rounds but then when it got to the championship rounds they, they, it was it was brilliant stuff mm, but yeah. Gail Colin Kill looked on course to win they were they were uh, I think four points up with 17 or 18 minutes to go and they just needed to manage the game but then Wolf Tones produced a stunning spell seven points on the trot got uh, got their noses three points ahead and uh, Okay, Gail Colin Kill went in search of goals and only got a late Evan Sheridan point just to, to close the gap back to two. But well, that's what champions do, though, oh, isn't it? Phenom- you know, phenomenal, they, um, phenomenal. One of the best second halves. Improve when they, you know, when the, things aren't working, working against them, they, they reshuffle the pack and, and improve. That's you know, that's the stuff of champions. Yeah, one of the best second halves of football I think I've ever seen. It was just, it had everything. Both teams were just really going for it, and it, it like. <laughs> credit to Gail Colin Kill they had the lead and they could have just sat back on it Wolf Tones were down to 14 men they could have just played the ball around in midfield and tipped it over and back and just kept the ball out of Wolf Tones hands but they kept trying to go and get that next score and the next score and the next score but Wolf Tones as you said seasoned professionals and, and champions well, they sucked them in and sucked them in and closed them squeezed them when the intensity was was at its highest, they turned the ball over, broke, got a score, and did that a few times, and it was just. Now you it, said something there, Fergal. I, I just said uh, the best performance second half of a team in the second half that you've ever seen in Gaelic football. Yeah, in Gaelic, yeah. intercounty yeah. and club. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. I wasn't at it. Obviously, you were there, yeah, but I think uh, it was. No, but, uh, Obviously, that being was, a Liverpool supporter, the 2005 yeah, Champions League final springs to mind. But you know, well, let's, let's realise where we well, are here. Let's, the, let's keep it. To, this is the, the, the uh, me trying to yeah. talk a good game podcast, not the LFC Anfield rap or something like that. But uh, yeah, stunning performance. Um, so Waltons now go through, and they will play Summerhill in the other semi-final. Summerhill beats Green two nineteen to eight points. Just it was a it was an absolute completely dominant performance from Summerhill even against the wind in the early stages they owned the ball and um, went four points ahead early on in the game Screen did get managed to get back into it and did have a couple of goal chances I think Oshin Kyo hit the butt of the post with a shot and uh, they had another shot that clipped or rattled the crossbar I think could have been Park Finnerty rattled the crossbar with a fierce drive so they did have chances but there's no denying Summerhill were far the better team and they will uh, they will give Wolf Tones that will be another great game that semi-final yeah um, 
as you said Rotota are in the other semi-final they beat Manalvi 3-8 to 10 points goals kind of killed off Manalvi's challenge and that I think they got a a bizarre goal early on Rotota where they were awarded a free and a little bit of indiscipline the free got moved forward and while Manalvi were still organising their defence I think it could have been Dahi McGowan took the free really quick and uh, scored a goal which rattled Manalvi and, and the goals just kept Rotot uh, at arm's length away from Manalvi and uh, they, they really cruised to victory in that one as well um, so it's Rotot against Nafina and Summerhill against Wolf Tones in the semi-finals who are you going for there <laughs> we'll worry about that next week Jimmy I haven't even really thought about it but uh, you, you would imagine on the form that was shown yesterday Wolf Tones and Summerhill will be very difficult to call uh, Nafina were very impressive and very economical with their chances and didn't concede a whole lot of opportunity to a normally rampant trim they'll be a tough test for a retort as well, well. I'm going for a totem wolf taunts as yeah, well for the final yeah, yeah you probably have to I'll stick I stick. I picked retort from the off so I'll probably stick there Summerhill yeah. and wolf taunts are Family, uh, family links out in so Summerhill, so I don't want to go against them. It was quality football, Fergal. Yeah, it was. Uh, Great. And, Brilliant. And, and so, um, sort of, big counter, counteracts those, yeah, big crowds, that, counteracts that we, those who believe there's no real football quality in me. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. Are, are, foot, are real quality footballers. Yeah, are, yeah, that, that, and people do say that, but it was quality football. But you will get that, Jimmy, between teams at their at their level. Do you know what I mean? If you mm. even if you've two teams, you can are playing junior D football. You can have a good football match because their teams playing at their same level. So these are the these were the eight best teams by far left in the senior football championship, and they produced quality football. So you know you expect that with teams at the level. It's when you get mismatches like we'd seen at some stages earlier on the championship, and and you get them in in the other grades as well. Mismatches where the top eight are just we see it in hurling a lot, where the top four or five are miles ahead of the rest of the teams in the hurling championship, and you end up with mismatches it's there. It's still awkward as well for me football. I think you know when you've yeah, when you've got, you know it'll be interesting. And people that's, talking about the quality and so on and the good players. It's probably a topic for another debate, which we'll sit down at, at the end of the championship and we'll we'll run through you know our, our probably our team of the year we'll we'll pick a team of the year and uh, we'll have a lot of yeah. a lot of contenders for that our young players and we'll try and steer clear of people that probably already are on the inter-county scene and, or maybe pick a team of the a team of the year that it hasn't been involved at county level we'll, we can pick a couple of different variations of a team of the year and see what it looks like but just to fly through uh, more results because there are a lot of them the senior relegation Coraha unbelievable performance 114 to beat St. Colin Kills 14 points St. Colin Kills 8-1 to one on to win that game with the bookies um, and the old adage of you never see a bookie on a bike well uh, the bookies got a, got a big badly wrong there but you can't blame them Curahad well I think we, well, we got it wrong too yeah. to be honest and uh, so Curahad they always seem to be able to find a way out don't they yeah well tenacious we, you know and they're, they're a brilliant club from that regard as we said uh, in the podcast uh, you know when you look at the quality of players on their panel, Dermot and Conor Moriarty, James McEntee, Neil Shortall, Jack O'Connor, uh, I know Liam McCarthy is in goals, Liam Hogan is not, was normally their goalkeeper, Matthew Webb, a full-back, mm. uh, Podge O'Hanrahan, they have some outstanding footballers that there's no way 
that they should be losing their not just losing getting hammered in their three group games in a group that you know Trim Manalvi O'Mahony's they should have been picking up a win there somewhere but uh, they picked it up when they needed it and they're safe now same can't be said for uh, Navin O'Mahony's who are still in the relegation trouble they were beaten 3-11 to 13 points Sanchezstown also still in the relegation trouble they lost to Dunmore Ashburn 2-15 to 2-7 and then in a thriller in the other um, relegation playoff Simonstown 3-12 Balnebracchi 1-18 went to penalties that was after extra time went to penalties and Robbie Burlingham saved I think he saved two penalties uh, and one of them had to be retaken so um, but he, he ended up saving it again and Simonstown won 5-4 in penalties so Simonstown are safe and uh, it's Balnebracchi who are now in the relegation um, playoff so I'll just have a quick look to see if I can find what the uh, the fixtures further ban the bracket against Navin O'Mahony's in one relegation semi-final and it's going to be Centralstown against uh, St. Colin Kills in the other one the losers of that then will play off in the final to see who goes down in the uh, intermediate quarterfinals, Jimmy, we'll fly through these results again. We had reporters at all these games, so we will have full match reports and photographs from these games. It was another thrilling game in the intermediate quarterfinal on Friday night. Delete Bellystown won 11, St. Pat's 2 8. Delete Bellystown won at 6 5, I think, on penalties. Um, Nobber produced a, a recovery for for the ages. Uh, yeah, what a game from, that was out in Kells. Yeah, you know, 11, the, 11 2 down at half time, came back and there won. Were, there were 10 points down five minutes into the second half. And came back uh, and won 3 8 to 16 Owens points. Got two late goals. But um, tremendous, tremendous match. Again, very, very entertaining. But not if you're, of course, if you're a Waterstown supporter, it was heartbreaking, forgettable to see what how the team just lost its way. And it's, it's just one of the great things about sport. You just, yeah. Uh, well, the great things if you if you're if you end up winning it, but um, Nobber, you know, really came back, stuck at it, just kept going through the more doing the, the right things, passing the ball around, didn't do anything dramatic until, of course, the end. Jamie Owens came on because his his second goal was 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 scored almost five minutes into the, into injury time, Remarkable. and he got his second goal, and there were two points down, of course, at that stage. So what a day for him! It was like a weekend of of drama, and, uh, late drama in the intermediate championship. Mm. Dunchoclin beat Rakenny one twelve to one nine. Uh, a late goal from Connor Jennings, who mm. uh, was meant to have played, I think, in the Premier One final earlier on in the day, but was held back in reserve. And he came on, I think, with his first touch, scored the winning goal for Dunchoclin, and then uh, Dunderry two eight, Oldcastle one nine in the other quarter final. A late penalty from Stephen Coogan. Um, mm. giving Dunderry the win there so that's a remarkable late drama so it just in, shows that you have to keep battling to the end doesn't yeah, it yeah absolutely remarkable late drama as we said in the intermediate quarterfinals and sets up semi-finals on Saturday the 1st of October Nobber v Dunshocklin and Dunderry against Delete Bellystown in intermediate semi-finals so thrilling stuff there again um, and just looking at the uh, intermediate relegation so three teams as we know have to go down now the intermediate so they play two semi-finals the two losers were relegated uh, so Clannagale won 24 Kilmainham 411 so that's Kilmainham relegated to the junior and Drumbarra 410 St Vincent's 13 points that's St Vincent's relegated after just coming up from the junior last year relegated back down at the first at the first attempt mm-hmm. and uh, so Clannagale will play Drumbarra now in the relegation final with the losers of that game 
to also be relegated. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, between yeah. Drumbarra and Clannagale for the last relegation spot or 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 else the other way to look at it is the survival spot. Disappointing for Kilmainham because uh, they've been in that, uh, that well obviously St Vincent as well it's a huge blow but Kilmainham have been in that while and, and but they're a small club as one one club official told me yesterday the, it's a mile and a half is the, the, the stretch of road that their club is covers yeah yeah a mile and a half and one little between lane between Kells and Navin yeah, yeah between, and, and one little laneway <laughs> uh, Lane Lane, I think she called it and uh, you know so that's, um, that's yeah well you have you have you know and they're a great club you have Kilmainham and Trabara who both came up a couple of years ago uh, Trabara actually beat Kilmainham in a junior final a few years ago uh, and then Clannagale only won a junior not so long ago and St Vincent's only won the junior last year so teams coming up in junior are finding life difficult in the intermediate championship well, yeah you usually get that you know don't you, you know, yeah, and, and if you, you can stay in it for a year or two in the higher division and then move on from there and actually two of the junior championship quarterfinals that were contested at the weekend there was uh, teams that were involved in the intermediate championship last year were involved in the junior quarterfinals so you had Sidon 3-14, Kilbride 1-14, and Dunsany 13 points, Moyla 9 points. So now Sidon go on and play their local rivals Castletown in the junior semi-final, while Dunsany will face Ballinlock in the junior semi-final. So that, uh, that's exciting stuff. I think it's also a similar relegation scenario in the junior championship where three will go down again. Minolte beat Carneros, Carneros in a junior semi-final last year now find themselves relegated to Junior B yeah. after losing to Minolte 113 to 112 it's just a dramatic fall in yeah, any clubs how, how fortunes can change yeah and, and bad luck plays a huge part in these yeah, things yeah injuries a spate of injuries especially rural clubs I'd say North Mead rural clubs very good. I, I tell you what there's a crisis brewing there in yeah. so many clubs because some of them have just enough playing resources to keep going and no more and there's very few play, for quite a few clubs there's very few uh, players emerging up through the young players and this is probably more to do with uh, social aspects in terms of uh, building plans and yeah, and estates yeah, and, yeah. and, and, and so emigration many emigration and all that, sort of all stuff, that you yeah. know so you we could we could uh, spend a podcast doing that yeah well that's it and, and we were we had a to and fro earlier on about you know all these good young players that we've seen mm. playing in the lower ranks and and you were making the point that you know would these lads be better off playing for for higher senior teams and getting transferred well I think uh, it's indisputable that it would be better for them in terms of, of developing their, their talent and uh, becoming better players and we've seen it in the past as well I was saying to you earlier Evan Kelly say he moved from Drumree to Simonstown if you go back further Jerry McEntee from Nobber to Summerhill uh, you know and well, Nobber probably weren't Nobber, yeah, too poor at the no, time they, weren't. Even. they were a good team he, yeah. you know it wasn't necessarily to you know to, but Players do move, and uh, um, you know, so other players. I think you know, playing down with with junior clubs, they could do with a spell. Now, this is where it could do with a spell with a, a, a higher level team and bring their own playing ability. Well, you can so, see, it, you can see it with Adam Flanagan, who had played with Clannard for years, and Adam was was even so good at that level he was still making an impression at inter-county level a super player but he wanted a transfer but he had to opt out of football for a couple of years before his transfer was granted now he's the, nearly one of the main men for Summerhill 
and he's playing super football. I wouldn't rule out a possible return to inter-county stuff for well, him. No, because he's still a young man, isn't and he? And 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 excellent. He was absolutely excellent. At, oh, excuse me. Absolutely excellent for Summerhill at the weekend. I thought. Yeah. Uh, I know it was it was one-way traffic, but he wasn't having it all his own way against Harry Rooney in midfield for screen, and uh, he was just he was excellent. I thought. Yeah, uh, but there is there is this um, regional. Uh, competition coming into play later, you know, in the pipeline. Further. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and that's going. To, I think that's going to be a big help for these these players who are like a player like Sean Riley Moyle, excellent player. Yeah, yeah. Would would would, uh, would grace any senior team. Yeah, and the same. Uh, so uh, you know, just looking even at the other relegation quarter final in or relegation semi final in the junior St Ulton's one eighteen Boards Mill one eleven the likes of Danny Dixon there with Boards Mill he's one that when it comes to a regional team will feature on a regional team and I guarantee you won't look out of place. Keen McBride, you know yeah, well, well, yeah, well yeah well I'm sure Keen is probably uh, he's an AFL career to concentrate on yeah. but uh, yeah, so Carneross and Boards Mill relegated. Minolte and St. Ultons will play in a final and the losers of that will be relegated. That's my understanding of the junior relegation anyway. In the junior B, the last round of games were played, um, which was the sixth round. Now, of course, there were walkovers because Clannard pulled out of that one. Uh, but Courtown stunned St. Bridget's. St. Bridget's has been unbeaten going up the last, last weekend's games. And... Uh, Courtown needed a win to edge out Kil- Kilmain and Wood to get through to the semi-finals and they duly got that win so mm. it was Courtown won 14 Bridget's 12 points and in the other one Slain cemented their semi-final place with a 112-17 win over St Mary's so you have Slain against Drum Conrad and uh, a renewal of Courtown against St Bridget's in the Junior B semi-finals the Premier 1 Division 1 final was Dunhamer Ashburn 3-6 Dunshockland 11 points the Premier 1 relegation final saw Wolf Tones relegated uh, Ratote 11 points Rat- uh, Wolf Tones 1-7 and there was one game in the Premier 2 Navin Manny's 1-11 Sanchestown 1-9 um, in ladies football Jimmy we'll just fly through the results of these because again uh, not too many clubs sending in match reports to us unfortunately uh, despite all the high profile that, that Mead ladies have enjoyed over the last couple of years and the coverage we've given them in the paper the clubs just aren't sending in uh, their details on their games and uh, while we have yet to develop the art of buy, buy try and quadruple location, uh, we can't get to all these games. So, as we said, we do rely on the PROs, but they haven't been sending in too much mm. stuff. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, Colin O'Brien and uh, Pascal Riley, probably the two more most notable exceptions who are outstanding PROs and send in for every sector of their of their club ladies and men's hurling football camogie, and they, you know they always send in stuff to quality PROs but the football quarterfinal Sanchestown 2-6 Navin O'Mahony's 1-8 and Oldcastle 3-14 Dunhamore Ashburn 1-4 and what that means is uh, Sanchestown's reward is a semi-final against Dunshockland Royal Gales in Dunboyne next Saturday at 5 o'clock and Oldcastle's reward is a semi-final in Dunshockland against the champions Dunboyne at 2 o'clock uh, the intermediate quarter finals on Afina 11 points, Retote 1 7, D Rangers 2 10, St Michael's 11 points. Uh, so the intermediate semi finals next Saturday in screen is Nafina against St Colin Kills at 5 o'clock, and in Piltown it's D Rangers against screen at 2 o'clock. And the junior quarter finals, St Pat's 3 13, Moyla 8 points, 
Walterstown 213 Royal Gales B team 3-6 and that means it's St. Patrick and St. Ultans in the junior semi-final in Manalvi on Saturday at 2 o'clock and in Martry it's Manalvi against Walterstown at 5 o'clock and there's a, a plethora of uh, junior B, C, D and E semi-finals on Sunday Trim v Gale Column Kill Dunboyne v Kilbride in the B semi-finals C semi-final Trim v St. Column Kills Beliver v Navin Amatnes, Junior D semi-final Nafina v Dunderry or Rakenny uh, Screen v Bective uh, Junior E semi-finals uh, Walterstown v Longwood or Castletown and St Ultans v Summerhill so uh, a busy weekend all around Jimmy we uh, we did, we got a, a few nominations so between the games you were at I was at um, Davy Rissman was at and Sean Wall were at we we cobbled together our minds to try and come up with a team of the week these things are very subjective as uh, as the other lads will tell you it's difficult to just pick one team of the week and, and there will always be debate about it oh why have you picked that player in that position but we end up trying to accommodate uh, just because the fella only played centre back and maybe there was three or four centre backs that were excellent over the weekend we tried to accommodate six defenders into six defensive positions two midfielders and tried to accommodate players um, for what we believe would be the team of the week and we also tried to spread it out so that it's not just all, everybody from the four quarter finals um, report came back from, from Davy Rispin uh, of the quality of Adam McDermott in Dunshockland's intermediate win quarterfinal win over Rakeney seemingly made ser- several outstanding saves uh, to keep well, the side ha- in the he game. He has been one of the top goalkeepers in the county for some time now hasn't he? And yeah, great young be a, goalkeeper. It would be a major yeah. surprise if he's not calling into Colin O'Rourke's squad. Yeah, it's probably an area where we had so much trouble uh, nailing down a, a, a consistent goalkeeper. Andy Colgan was there for, for a good while but uh, probably um, yeah. Yeah. Harry Hogan coming in now has done a great job yeah. and his brother then with the under 20s uh, Billy mm. Hogan is an excellent goalkeeper you have Dean Pluck who's a brilliant goalkeeper, under under 21 goalkeeper yeah, and no. Adam McDermott I'm sure you have Hushin McDermott who won an All-Ireland minor as well you know we've good goalkeepers one now. of the problems in the past was uh, as I know from my own research is that certain uh, goalkeepers were, people were asked in but they didn't want to come into the, into the yeah. senior panel now that's that's another issue yeah but, that's uh, another it issue it doesn't yeah. seem to be a problem now yeah so there's a new crop of goalkeepers coming up and um, you know we should we'll fly through this team of the week and rather than having a five minute discussion on all 15 all fifteen places which will leave us here till the middle of the night we'll, uh, we'll fly through it so um, you nominated Barry Cassidy from Nobber for the number two shirt uh, he, he had yeah, a good game yeah yeah he had a good game yeah I thought you know he, he was um, foraging forward regularly you know so and he it, you know it was just uh, it was he typified I suppose the, the, the Nobber attitude and the hard work and so on you know so he had a good game yeah uh, full back for me uh, came from my Wolf Tones Gail Colin Kill game I thought Shane Glynn was outstanding for Wolf Tones um, a really good good game and, and you know when, especially when they went down to 14 men helped solidify any uh, defensive holes that might be there full back line then completed at number 4 uh, again one of those players that could have been anywhere in the defence uh, according to David Rissman again had a superb game for Rakenny is James O'Hare uh, that completes the full back line a half back line then uh, Sean Wall uh, was raving about the contribution of Tom Bowden 
uh, to Dulic Bellystown sensational uh, penalties victory over St. Pat's. Uh, Tom Bowden wearing the number five jersey in our team of the week. Uh, and then probably the, the player of the week, if we were to pick the player of the week for me, um, from the games I saw, Wolf Tones, Dan O'Neill uh, was outstanding. Daniel O'Neill was brilliant for Wolf Tones in their come from behind victory against Gail Colin Kill. And then uh, you're uh, another one of your nominations, then you nominated Owen Harkin. And originally, you nominated him in midfield. He wore number nine, I think you yeah. said, for Dunsany, mm. but he played pretty much everywhere, didn't he? Well, he did. He was, you know, as, as players are want to do these days, yeah. But he, one of the things he did so well was to turn over ball. He was, they must have trained, you know, learned this craft with me, or what he does that very well, you know, and yeah. uh, dispossess opponents. Very good game. So in midfield on our team of the week, uh, Wolf Tones again, it was just hard to get away from their superb performance. Uh, Porrick Diamond um, really picked up the slack after Alan Callaghan got a red card and he was just exceptional, a huge, physically strong man, but extremely talented footballer to, to go along with it. And he's joined in midfield by another huge, physically strong man who's extremely talented footballer uh, from Retolt is Jack Flynn. So uh, that was our midfield pair and the half forward line uh, number 10 goes to another retort man Keen Rogers Sean Wall was raving about Keen Rogers and his impact in their win over Manalvi uh, I thought number 11 then uh, we're giving it to Dermot McCabe uh, you, you could have picked 8 or 10 players from Summerhill they were that impressive and that that strong but I thought Dermot McCabe had a huge boot on him kicked a couple of Good, brilliant scores uh, he was just involved in a lot of the play I thought he was very effective as a centre forward uh, another man to prove very effective for his team was Dara Rowe uh, from Sidon so he completes our half forward line scored 8 points um, in their impressive win over Kilbride um, uh, and then David O'Leary uh, despite defeat David O'Leary had a, an excellent game for Kilbride he gets our full forward line up and run number 13 at 14 Shane Walsh um, scored 6 points in the win over Trim uh, 5 of them from Freeze but he was a constant menace on the ball a lot and, and looking to create uh, he was a hard man to nail down even though the Trim defence did a relatively good job in restricting Nafina to 110 Um Shane Walsh was excellent, as was Jamie Queenie, who, again, another one of these players that wore number nine on his back, but played kind of all over the field in a forward advanced role. And uh, it was kind of difficult to to comprehend how, you know, one of Trim's best players was probably also James Toher, but um, Jamie Queenie was also one of Nafina's best players, even though the two players ended up picking each other, picking up each other. It was a right good tussle between the two, but uh, Jamie's experience and and uh, know how and craft just created, and he didn't make too many wrong decisions, you know, in in laying off the ball and and just driving his team and instructing his team. So that was our team of the week, Jamie. I'll just run through it again because you would have flown through it there. In goals, we had Adam McDermott from Dunshockland, full back line: Nobbers, Barry Cassidy, Shane Glynn from Wolf Tones, and James O'Hare from Rackenny. The half-back line, Tom Bowden, Dulik Bellistown, Dan O'Neill from Wolf Tones and Dunsany's own Harkin. In midfield, we had Porrick Diamond from Wolf Tones and Retolt's Jack Flynn. And the half-forward line of Keen Rogers, Retolt, Dearman McCabe, Summerhill and Dara Rowe from Sidon. And a full-forward line of David O'Leary, Kilbride, Nafina, Shane Walsh and number 15, even though he had number 9 in his back for the game, was Jamie Queenie from Nafina. So... 
I'm sure there'll be plenty of uh, you know we could go through honourable mentions and any amount of players we could uh, yeah well, could have went into that team. You could easily pick an alternative. Everybody would have a t- different team of the week. Yeah, you could have an alternative fifth, a completely different fifteen if we wanted. I know you could list. 10 other players 15 other players from the games alone that I was at the 4 or 5 games that I was at that you could easily have picked another team of the week never mind all the games you were at and Sean and Davey were at as well so yeah so uh, n- nice to be able just to get that out there that's that's in this week's paper as well but uh, attention now switches Jimmy to Hurland next weekend yeah the um, senior Hurland semi-finals and intermediate semi-finals and, and uh, as well as that a junior Hurland final might just start there, Jimmy. Maybe the junior hurling final is uh, it's the meat and the sandwich of an intermediate hurling semi final and a senior hurling semi final on Sunday. Kiltail against St Peter's Dunboyne, one forty five part on Sunday. Yeah, well, look at that level. You're you're always most teams are made up of a combination of uh, young players and experienced heads and seasoned campaigners who've been around a while. And it's the same with Dunboyne. Like they could do with something good in it just to cheer to cheer the club up, win something for the year. They've had such a terrible year and, and at senior grade of both codes really. But um, so yeah, that's it. Look, they're they're it's a bit of a mystery really to both teams in terms of. We um the strength of both teams, but Cattail they top their group, top the group, so they're strong, and must be considered favourites to win this. Okay. Um, you know, so Dunboyne have, have have a couple of the old uh, season campaigners like uh, Stephen Moore and so on. He's playing with them and uh, Niall Hackett and so on. You know, so uh, good lads there, Stephen Moore lads. and Neil Hackett. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jimmy, the intermediate then before we move on to the senior uh, on Saturday at three o'clock or three thirty, it's uh, Ratmaline against Kildalki. Ratmaline, yes, they've played already this year, as uh, as as we know, and at that stage, uh, Ratmaline won that game, but Kildalki had a player sent off earlier in the in the game, and uh, you know. Obviously, if you, if you lose a player, maybe the last ten minutes, you might get away with that. Or so, although sometimes, as we know, it's the great mystery. One of the great mysteries of the GA in terms of losing a player can inspire the rest of them to really push it and and go for it. Um, it didn't work for Godalki in that stage. The, the player was sent off. I think it was it was very early on, you know. And uh, don't don't uh, plan the past, Jimmy. Uh, and, Who's going to uh, win this and, one? Um, you know, so <laughs> I think um, I think Godalki will win it this time around. No. They were only lost by what four or five points. Check, check your passport we'll check Jimmy's passport on the way out and he can see it says place of birth well (laughs) I think that was trim actually Uh, maybe maybe yeah yeah. all the good ones were born in there Jimmy Uh, the other intermediate hurling semi-final is on Sunday at 12 o'clock before the junior hurling final Uh, sees Drumree against Dunderry these two teams have clashed a few times over the last few years Drumree against Dunderry they certainly have and they they clashed in the last great group game as well uh, and then uh, you know Drumree were brilliant in that in that well at least it was it was a it was a strange kind of game because one team dominated one half and the other team then took control game of two halves <sighs> yeah let's look, well you could, you could you could look at it that way I suppose yeah yeah but uh, certainly uh, Drumree deserved their victory overall that, that day Dunderry though they're, they're better and I think they're, they're better than the show that day I think they'll win this one Um. There's a couple of junior two hurling semi-finals on as well. We just mentioned them there because, as you said, when you get down to junior and junior two, it's hard to evaluate the strengths of each individual squad. So in Kilberry, we St. Pat's against Kilskir Moila on Sunday at 12 o'clock. And at the same time on Sunday in Boards Mill, you have Kildalki against Clannagale. It's remarkable Kildalki 
are in three hurling semi-finals yeah. at the weekend. Well, what a club really when it comes to hurling. I, I know I'm, I, uh, you know, I, but it's it's such a tradition in the area. But three teams to run it like the, the logistics involved, even having jerseys ready for the three teams, you know, playing over the same weekend. It's been a nightmare uh, for the uh, sponsors if the three of them get to finals, fighting <laughs> <laughs> tops for everybody. Jesus. Well, yes. Well, uh, I, I, you know, we'll see. Look. We'll see if the three of them get to the final. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, let's, because, wait, uh, let's wait first because they, they certainly have got the some considerable the, obstacles overcome. Yeah. So the seniors are out um, after the intermediate team who play, as we said, three thirty on Saturday. Their seniors are out at five thirty on Saturday mm. against Trim, um, in the senior hurling semi final. Yeah. If it's half as good as the last meeting in the group stage, we're in for a cracker. Absolutely, that was a bit of a schmuzzle, I think. Schmuzzle, in that skeleton and schmuzzle, schmuzzle, But hopefully, we don't see any of that this time around. But look, at um, it's always really tough. Usually close between these two teams. Uh, I went for Trim. I think I'm going for Trim. But I'm beginning to beginning to wonder now because uh, <laughs> after the, the loss of football last I wonder what kind of effect because I think there's nine players was it did you say earlier on there's nine I'm players I'm not so sure if it's nine but nine it's or ten or so. yeah yeah sizable contingent anyway. of players crossing over well, you know it's going to take a few days quite you know for the for the players to get over that defeat in the, to Nafina then have to get them re- themselves ready mentally well, there might do mentally. no harm to have that game to be able to fall back on Possibly, I know yeah. disappointment to have to get rid of that disappointment of the football defeat very quickly yeah, uh, to I'm focus sure, the minds I'm sure quite a few of them took a few knocks as well though Fergal as well and yeah that's, well you do you know, you, uh, just off, looking through the team I know Peter Farrell the, the football team Peter Farrell is part of the senior panel you have Jerry Dewan Kieran O'Rourke Connor Quigley James Toher Alan Douglas Mikey Cullen uh, I'm sure I'm leaving lads out there as well that are all part of that uh, that uh, are all start, both, that yeah. started the last week and will start more than likely will start um, in the hurling semi-final yeah so there's a big contingent there contingent there as well that mm. uh, yeah it will be tough but it's good to have that to, to focus the mind again so you're well, going with Trim it's like anything it's your attitude to it and how you, you approach it so um, yeah I'm going with, I said I'll stick with Trim stick I think with Trim and then the other senior hurling semi-final is uh, Retote against Kiltail in Park Tolchin at 3.30 on Sunday Retote against Kiltail this should be a fascinating tussle you know because uh, well Kiltail have just marched through their group they look very impressive I saw them a couple of times very impressive they've got a strength and depth as well you know they've got uh, um, obviously Jack Regan a great marksman at, at inter-county level as well they've got so many players you, you, you could list them all but uh, you know Retote haven't performed really they, they, they've struggled to get into these well they've managed to get this far but um, you know you can't unless, unless they really take uh, take you know the, the zoom off into the horizon and, and the, the find their best form they're another side though that would have a sizable contingent of footballers from last week when you yeah. think you know Conor McGill but they won uh, yeah, you know, Conor McGill Brian McMahon yeah. uh, Keane Rogers Carrion, Carrion and, and, and the McGowns Dahi Ben Gavin all key players for them you know it's it's mm. tough it's tough to keep going yeah Podge O'Hanron yeah of yeah, course they're well, Podge uh, played with Curraha uh, of course yeah, in Curaha, the football last yeah. weekend so, so it, yeah it is it is very tough and it, it's very it is and it's been a long summer for them a long campaign in football in Hurling and yeah um, but I, I, well, look 
uh, now, we're, of course, Kiltail will have a few dual players as well, and um, and I suppose the likes of Earl Hughes is probably one that stands out stands out most. But uh, Killian O'Sullivan and Marco Sullivan are also available to the hurlers, and they were involved with Manalvi. So they've they have a few players that would be dual players as well. But hmm. if you're to call it. Well, I, I go with Kiltail. Go with Kiltail, yeah. okay, okay. Um, yeah, so busy weekend, hurling, intermediate semi-finals, junior semi-finals, junior two, senior. Um, but as you know, we're Me Chronicle uh, Sports Podcast, not the Me Chronicle GA Podcast. So we have plenty of other stuff in this week's paper. We have uh, just a, a look back. Um, St. Bridget's and Cree mm. opened magnificent yeah. new facilities, athletic club up there. Magnificent new facilities uh, under the guidance of... of Jerry Heary and, he's, and he's chairman of course he, yeah. he, he won cross country meet cross country many times uh, I think it was uh, nine times or something. credit yeah, to between, a small community yeah. to have the facility to have up yeah, there yeah it's Jimmy. a huge it's a huge thing for them. they're very proud of, of of their clubs up there the GA clubs their athletic clubs and they've you know they've got tremendously committed people and that's one of the reasons why they, they've got they unveil these new facilities uh, and to uh, you know so we, we wish them well with that there was also um, it was also a busy weekend the soccer front trim Celtic beat VEC FC in the Leinster Junior Cup 3-1 uh, Park Villa beat Buttercrust United oh, crassy there <laughs> they earned a crust there Jimmy uh, uh, a, a sweet victory yeah. 5-4 win over Buttercrust United and Kenstown Rovers beat Mullingar Athletic 3-1 must point out Kenstown Rovers <laughs> one of the few soccer clubs that send in reports with, so yeah, no we do have these a report and, and all his colleagues there great um, great club as well uh, very successful but also on Friday night we've got two me players involved in this uh, crucial uh, playoff the Republic of Ireland on the 20, 21s are playing Israel Yeah. and uh, it's the first leg the Dawson Devoy from Ashburn and Evan Ferguson from Bettystown yeah. both of those are in the panel um, so they mightn't start I'm not sure but obviously but, uh, yeah, Dawson Devoy making, making quite an impact feature at some stage Dawson Devoy make, making quite an impact with MK Dons yeah and, he's a regular uh, there now yeah. Evan Ferguson at just uh, 18 years of age he's 17 uh, years yeah. of age making huge impression at Brighton and Roberto De Zebri mm. will be uh, will be well aware of the new manager there replacing Harry Potter <laughs> yeah <laughs> replacing no. Graham Potter uh, <laughs> as Brighton manager Graham Potter of course gone on to to Chelsea now but uh, Evan Ferguson has made quite the impression scored his first senior goal for Brighton a couple of weeks ago against Forest Green Rovers so yeah. uh, a, a young man hopefully they'll play a part in, in Ireland uh, hoping to reach their first ever European under 21 championships yeah good brilliant wouldn't it um, and on the local front it's also a busy weekend next weekend uh, Trim Celtic again out in the FAI Junior Cup against East Coast Rangers and you have a local derby between Roto Tarps and Kenstown Rovers even though they play in different leagues playing uh, also in the FAI Junior Cup that's on Friday but on Saturday Jimmy you know much and all as we've got plenty of hurling to look forward to, to cover on Saturday we're also going to try and cover up to five or six cup finals in the NECSL uh, Toro United involved in a good few cup finals you have Toro United against Draw the Marsh Crescent in an under 14 cup final Parkville against Kells Utes in an under 12 girls final RFA Boys v Enfield Celtic in an under 12 final Trim Celtic Green v Johnstown in an under 11 boys final Dunshockland Youths v Naventown Cosmos in an under 13 cup final Albion v Toro in the Youths cup final 
Kells Youths v Enfield Celtic under 16 cup final Toro v Atboy Celtic in an under 15 cup final uh, Robinstown v Toro Yellow in an under 14 girls final and Park Villa uh, Park sorry Park Celtic Summerhill v Toro in the under 16 girls final and we'll endeavour to, to get out to cover four or five of those cup finals on Saturday morning um, again you know, kind of perfect link up to what we were saying at the start of the podcast in 10 or 15 years time or 20, 30 years time when these Trim Celtic and Johnstown players are long since retired um, they will look back to see their under 11 match report and they'll reminisce on old photographs and when they're having their reunion that's where they'll turn to is their local paper to get their local or the, the photographs and the match reports from the game so any games that we can't get to we appeal to the PROs mm-hmm. to send in their match reports and, and photographs and we, we'll aim to use them in the paper as we said it's a paper record in the county um, it's where stuff uh, you we, you will always be able to come back and find your information on your local club on the school finals in 30 years <laughs> yeah 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 hopefully Jimmy hopefully um, so you know, it's a busy weekend. As I said, we've got reports from uh, Gordon Elliott had a hat-trick of winners in Navan on Saturday. There was a, a winner for uh, Claire O'Connell, an Ashburn trainer, had her first winner during the week last week. Um, as it, uh, on the flat, I think she might have had several well-known as a point-to-point trainer, but uh, winners for Declan McDonough as well and winners for Noel Mead and Lorna Fowler as well, who's having an open day uh, at her yard in October. Uh, Gavin Cromwell having an open day at his yard next Sunday as well. So, look at it. It's, it's uh, again... It's only when you sit back and you're you're trying to fill the the sports pages of the Me Chronicle every week, you realise the the wealth of sport and talent we have in this county. Uh, we really are blessed, Jimmy. Yeah, at various levels, as I said, soccer, a couple of young players now emerging soccer, racing, of course, so much uh, GA, you know, outstanding was, athletes. Uh, Niall Cornyn finishing second in the national yeah. triathlon championships. Keith Donegan as well, motorsport. Keith Donegan and motorsport yeah, going well. Yeah, yeah, you have Keen Carey, Keen Carey. Uh, you know, winner of the Leinster Trophy in, in Kirkistown a couple of weeks ago. You know, that's been won by lads like Kimmy Raikkonen and Ayrton Senna in the past, you know, so we're so, told like Keen, Keen Carey following in those footsteps, horse mm-hmm. racing, Gaelic football, hurling, ladies football, of course, were the best of the bunch in, in the world at ladies football at the minute and I must mention Vicky Wall who scored two goals to bring her tally to three for North Melbourne uh, and Orla Lally playing out there as well playing with uh, play, playing our football in the AFLW with Fremantle Dockers so it's a uh, you know when for a small little corner of the world we're more than holding our own uh, on the sporting field and, and long may it continue and just to finish off with we do we will return again even though we, we had it, our sports awards earlier this year our 2021 sports awards in March this year just when we were all released from COVID restrictions we were able to, to have our, our sports awards but we'll be back to a full uh, full big night out um, in January to celebrate all that has been great and good about Mead Sport in 2022 and the, the Mead Sports Awards Jimmy are back and uh, we're looking forward to them already right, in January okay. 2023 yes Look. indeed so uh, there's a lot yeah. happened before then but a lot uh, to happen but, but, before but, uh, we then still a lot to happened already so. plan look 
you know, a glance there. You have to get the tuxedo time. out and let the, yeah. the mothballs off it. And uh, so we're looking forward to those sports awards. Uh, we'll have more details on the exact date. Um, I think there will be tickets available to buy as well. So uh, we will have that. And uh, so plenty coming down the line and plenty more to discuss on our uh, Mead Chronicles sports podcast. But that's all from us, I think, this week. Jimmy, anything else? No, I, thought, I didn't think so, Fergal. No, no, I think that's uh, we've had quite a hectic weekend and plenty of more action coming up ahead you know so look forward to that okay thanks very much everybody for listening yeah. we hope you enjoyed this latest edition of talk a good game Say hi.